This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Jana Shanaez. This is our preview of the upcoming match for Fulham at Craven Cottage against Brighton and Hove Albion. We have a lot to talk about in this preview, and I look forward to really getting into it. Before I do anything else, I have to welcome Giannis back to the show. Mr. Janaeus, I'm excited to talk to you about this upcoming match, but I have to start here. Thoughts on Liverpool. I have to get your opening oh. thoughts on Liverpool. Oh, God. Well, first half, we made them look like chumps. We were brilliant. Uh, Andre Mariner, I hope I never bump into him in a, <laughs> on a street because I don't know how he... I don't know how he misses that penalty. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Especially when VAR was alerted you there's a problem. That's right. Um, Cavallero could have scored a couple first half. I mean, first half was just, just sublime. Second half, the only way I figured out they were going to score was going to be a penalty. Um, to the letter of the law, it was a penalty. And it's right. funny because I'm disappointed right. in Boo Boo because you've got a wall and you've got somebody lying behind the wall. If the ball's coming your direction, you know you're going to get a hit, so why turn your back? I just, to me, that it just, and it's funny, it's the second game in a row he's played for us where something's gone south. Yep. The last time he played for us, he got a bloody red card inside four seconds. And this one, he gives away a penalty. Having said that, we were unlucky not to win. And Andre Mariner is a, a cheat, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know how you. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. With every angle that we've seen, you don't give a penalty. And, and, and this is where I think refs should come out the next morning and yep. justify decisions. But delighted with the point. But listen, we're playing Brighton tomorrow. Yep. And as you know, Brighton's home kit is blue. Do you know how, who else's home kit is blue? Would that be uh, a club not that far from Fulham? Yes, Chelsea. Yes, and they lost again tonight. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they were. I mean, Everton deserved to win. I think I watched yeah. that game, and then they yep. lost to the Wolves. Oh, poor little Frank Lampard. <laughs> if you're watching Frank, it's all good, mate. You've done brilliant. 
I mean, you went to Derby County. You took them from sixth to seventh. You took Chelsea from third to fourth. And now you've lost two games in the space of 72 hours. That's right. Meanwhile, we've got a gaffer that's had to do it the hard way and done it the right way. So if you ask me that if I'd rather have Scotty Boy or Lump Lumps, I'll take Scotty in any day. Okay. Let's go back to talking about the penalty because I, I want to yep. share this with you because this is from Steve. Steve is our ref. That's a part of the show. And um, this is um, this is Steve. Steve has a couple comments. This is this is about pen to them. He agrees with you on that. But this is the VAR still confused by VAR no pen call. So this goes back to to your argument, Giannis. He looks at it. Andre Mariner looks at it. Do you think it's possible? You know, I was thinking about this. Do you think he didn't want to admit? Fi- fault here so he just like you know what i'm gonna go with my initial decision that he would be losing some kind of face or or do you understand where i'm going on that 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 maybe he would be embarrassed if he went with the call i'm curious your thoughts on do you think you know pride got in the way i i heard someone say that as well on on a different show maybe pride was an issue with andre mariner if he's got an issue about it, then he should he should look at his assistant referee, number one. Number two, as a cricket umpire, if I'm not sure about a call, I don't have the, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have uh, VAR upstairs. I, I don't ha- have them, <laughs> right? So I'll go over to my leg side umpire and say, okay, what do you think? I'm not sure here. And because he's in the leg side, he might have heard like a sound or a movement that I didn't, and then we confer. And at the end of the day, you want the officials to make the right call. And that's why whichever camera angle, if, if pride got in the way of it, it's garbage. And it makes it worse. Yep. Because I saw, you know, Emilio uh, in the post-game show. Yep. And he had every right to be irate. Because oh, he was, was, he was hot. Yeah. He, was he was very right. upset. And he was right. Because that was, that was um, if, if, if it had been reversed, Liverpool would have got that penalty. See, that I, was I my argument, Giannis. Yeah. My argument yeah. was if you reverse the teams – would they have gotten the calls? And, Absolutely. You yeah. know, and, and that goes to my argument that I, I was talking to Craig about last night, big club bias. You know, it does Ooh. exist. It Ooh. absolutely exists. But to his point, he actually thinks that VAR actually helps out with the big club bias because they can't get away with it the way that they would in years past. But still, Andre Mariner did not make that decision. Well, he's got Andre's got a set of eyes, okay? And you've got the assistant referee. So two plus two makes four. <laughs> right? So you've, and you've got the VAR upstairs, and they've got every possible camera angle. They're seeing yep. everything that we are seeing. So how on the basis of your set of eyes, yep. the assistant ref's set of eyes, and VAR, you cannot see that Cav has been taken out. How, how That is not, exp- it's not explainable to me. Yep. Well, it's, it, it, it's because you can't explain it because, right. the, the, you know, if this was a, a court case, you need evidence. Well, your evidence is right there. And because of the trajectory of where the ball went and the, the, the way that Cav fell. Yep. You, you make that. All I want is, I mean, all I want is the right guy. That's why, you know, the camera thing. Is it harsh? Yeah, but to the letter of the law, you've got to give the penalty. I don't like to say. Well, you and I have talked about this. We just yeah. want them to get it right. I'm Let's for VAR, yeah. and I understand how, why people are so against it because, again, it can drive you crazy. But I just want them to get the calls right with VAR. But even with VAR, there's, I think they're still not getting the calls right, which is frustrating. Well, I was but, screaming at the TV, actually, because when the when the penalty wasn't given, yeah. um, from the feed that I got, Matthew Upson was one of the commentators. He goes, oh, it's okay because they'd have missed it. And I felt, you dirty hippie, shut oh. up. Like, r- really? You're supposed to be an objective commentator. <laughs> and I, did you see that piece that I sent you from... Um, I did. From, from, I absolutely... Yeah. I read yeah. that, yep. And I thought and I thought that really summed it up. You've got yeah. to be able to justification to make the calls. And, you know, the game was, was a super game to watch. It was entertaining. And, oh, it was. It was great. It was a great match. But we're but, talking about, the yeah, Andre, I need to book an optician's appointment very quickly, Mariner. I mean, well, honestly. 
Well, I just want to share this because I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what Steve also tweeted or I'm sorry, put in the comments here. Apparently he wasn't shown the angle we saw. Now, if that's the case, okay, I can understand that. But again, I, I've not heard that. Maybe Steve knows something we don't know, but if he didn't see all the angles, I guess I could buy it a little bit, but I don't know, Giannis. It's still frustrating. It's still very frustrating. Yeah, and the flip side is in the old days, way back 5,000 years ago, footy players played in black boots. And I can understand a call like that where you've got a black boot with a black boot and you're not right. really sure which boot's there. I, I, I get that. But they were wearing orange, pink, green, white, whatever. So you've got contrasting colored boots and you've got a contrasting colored ball. Unless Andre Mariner is, and has anybody thought maybe he's colorblind? I don't is know. There, I mean, I, I mean, if you think about yeah. it, if you can't distinguish the colors, and you're not sure about the movement, is there a chance that he's colorblind? So then, when you've got three contrasting colors, right. he thinks the wrong colored boot has made contact with. It. And that's something I actually don't think anybody. Maybe I'm just brainier than I thought. But <laughs> stuff like that, that's, you don't have that excuse anymore because right. you've got players with different color boots. So right, is it, right. That that's no yeah. excuse. And then if you watched how he landed, like you said, you know, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. But again, that decision did not go Fulham's way, and that nope. could have been massive. Nope. But the bottom line for me, Giannis, when, when we look back at it, and, and then I definitely want us to start previewing the Brighton match. I think you said it at the beginning that really stands out for me. How did Liverpool score their goal? Just think about it. How did Liverpool score their goal? That, to me, sums it up because they had very few clear-cut opportunities. Obviously, you had the one from Henderson. You had the nice run from Curtis Jones. But ask yourself beyond that, Fulham were the better side. Fulham were the better side in this match. And that, to me, is what you take out of it. It took a call from Andre Mariner. you know, And again, like you said, from the letter of the law, it was probably the right decision. But it took that decision. It took a mistake from... Abubakar Kamara for them to get a point. Yeah, and, just think yeah, about that. It's yeah. Liverpool, the champions. Just think about that. And deserve, and deserve, I mean, they're a fantastic club. But if you remember a few weeks ago, and I know you, your your eyes started rolling when I said that Anthony Robinson is as right now is as good a left back as they're in the league. Remember, I got laughed at. Wow. <laughs> wow. But it all comes around, my friend, because again, Anthony Robinson was excellent in that. Oh. Round. Uh, and the and the U.S. men's national team having a bloody laugh at this, going, "God, God, he's going to get over a hundred caps for us." He was he was absolutely well. The, the whole yep. back five w- were brilliant, but Robinson was was was, was superlative. And, and if you look at, um, it's funny because I thought I thought Liverpool's best player on Sunday was Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson did a, he a, had a, a very, really great job. I mean, he, he did, had to do a yeah. lot in that match. And you know what? Um, I mean, I think he, some, he inter- intercepted something like 13, 14 passes. And you know what? He's 33 years of age. Without him, we'd have, it, this could, it could have got ugly. Uh, Henderson really held them together. Yep. Uh, their strikers got little. And then at the end of the game, Klopp, you know, who I've got a lot of time respect for. I don't want to hear from these big clubs talking about, oh, we've got, you know, the subs rule. He's, he's been on this vendetta against Chris Wilder from Sheffield United. <laughs> oh, we can't bring the subs, and oh, we've got European guys. You took, you took your whole squad to Michelin in Denmark. You'd already won the group. You could have kept a bunch of players back at Anfield to rest them for the game against us. He took the whole party over. Traveling is not necessarily the greatest fun because it can be tiring. Yep. And what you've done, you've taken them over, and then you're going to try and use that as an excuse. To play against a team who one of your legends, Carragher, said, Jamie, good old Jamie, saying how, how awful we were. Yeah. And we made you look that bad. And then you have the audacity to start talking about European midweek football. Shut up. You come up against a team that it's came the out. Excuse making that, that makes me crazy. Listen, yeah, I, there's no, no point in it. No point. I have much respect for Klopp, but I heard some of the comments after that. You know, listen, don't give me the excuses. You know, the match was what it was. Fulham played well. You know that. Yeah. We all know that. And, you know, and what's interesting, and I'm going to share this because this is a friend of mine that's a Liverpool supporter. He's also a Patriots fan. He watches all of our shows, which is excellent. My friend Chris here says, I have to agree with you, Russ. Fulham were the better side against Liverpool. He's a Liverpool supporter saying that. So so that's oh, yeah. 
volumes for me. And, And thank you, my friend, for sharing that. But I have an interesting topic before we get into talking about the match, because someone just brought this up. I'm going to ask, ask you this question because I think this is a great comment. Have we the best center back partnership potentially since Hangelin and Hughes? What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, that would be discarding Philippe Senderhorse. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the answer is yes. And, and, and actually, is it too early to go there? No, it's not. But Des, Des actually raises a point that worries me because. Okay. Let's not forget Anderson is on loan from Lyon. He is. Absolutely, Giannis. If I were Pep, I'd be going upstairs and going, looking at Tosin and said, we sold him to Fulham for how much? I, it's crazy, Giannis. What, what was it? I mean, at least with Wigan, um, they were financially strapped. We got Robinson. Fine. There, there was a reason behind that. But oh. what was the reason behind selling him for to us? Talking about Man City for such a small fee. I, it it actually sense. makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Um, they were superb on on. They time. were. They really, they really because you got three very slippery strikers, uh, Firmino, um, Salah, and Sane. Um, Salah was anonymous. Sane made some decent runs off the ball, but really got hamstrung. Firmino really yep. didn't do a lot of anything, and. Um, they are, you know, they're not the most, I'm not going to say the most vaunted strike force. Right now, Kane and Son are yep. off the charts. But, I mean, they're, they're still world-class players, and Liverpool are the best team in the country, I still believe. Oh, um, I agree with and, that. I mean, but, but we really, we really, first off, really embarrass them. And Tosin, I mean, Anderson, isn't it funny? Because Anderson, Anderson has been in that captain for a few games now. Yep. You've got Kearney sitting on the bench. You got Mitra sitting on the bench. How do you, as Scotty, turn around and say, "Okay, I'm going to bring Kearney back in. He's the captain." Even Kearney, if Kearney, if Kearney was the team player that we all assume yep. he is, I'd go up to I'd go up to Scotty and go, "You know what? He's he's our captain now. He's our he's he's our breeder. He's he's our he's our gaffer at the back now. We get you know, and I'm sure, and I'm like to think that Mitra would feel the same way. Yeah, Anderson commands. The back five. I've seen improvements, vast improvements in in uh, in Aina, in his positioning. The three uh, of them together, Giannis, they they are in unison. I mean, it is yeah. really great to watch. I, I noticed it a few matches ago. I, when I watched back the match, the fact watching their movement, watching how they were working together, I was like, wow, they barely have been together, and this is a new formation for them, and they're working that well together. Yeah, it's, it's 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 brilliant, and I think Anderson's probably taking on a leadership role because to, well, Tosin's only twenty one, Anderson's yeah. twenty five. You got Anthony, I think it's twenty twenty one, and you got Aina on the right, and you know they've been thrust together with Ariola, who's been su- super, and they've just gone okay. And I think uh, I'm going to part of it might be the Jamie Carragher thing as well, where <laughs> Scott Scotty's gone and said, "Look, just watch this. They're writing you guys off." And yeah. you know, I'll tell you what, that we talk about it in any sport you want. It's, it's motivation. It's motivation. It's dressing absolutely. room sport, right? It's, it's the, the bulletin. Oh, stuff. it's bulletin board material. And, oh, absolutely. And uh, Carragher, you know, again, I don't blame any film supporter for bringing it up every single time. And, you know, in a way, he's been a blessing, Giannis, because I think he's actually helpful by saying all that. Like you said, he's actually probably motivated Parker, motivated mm-hmm. the players because, you know, it's funny. People, are, you know, people are people. You know, they're footballers, but they're humans. They see this stuff, and you know, someone probably, obviously, saw this. You know, they all saw it, and they said, "You know what? We're going to prove him wrong. We're going to prove him wrong." Extra motivation. I know something of that from the team I follow here, and I'm telling you, I, it wouldn't shock me if they haven't used that as extra fuel, as I would say. Well, big time. I mean, I mean, you speak. You know, if you the new, your New England Patriots, you're famous for doing your, this. But you're six and seven. You still have a shot of making the playoffs. Oh, I, I don't. You know, want to you lost, but you've lost your you lost your quarterback, and all. The, and yet, despite all the changes and yeah. everybody writing you off, you're still in with a shout. Carragher made those comments three games into a thirty-eight game season. I know. I like, know. I mean, it's like you you. Okay, so Arsenal, I don't think we were that bad against Arsenal. They picked us apart. The yep. Thingy. The Leeds, you know, the, the, the Leeds United game, 4-3. Um, 
it was know, the Aston Villa match, I believe, that he made these comments. Yeah, but it was after. I mean, they, uh, Grealish scores a nice goal after eight nine minutes. We, you know, we weren't very good against Palace, if we be honest. But you, but it's 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 baby steps. Right, exactly. It's and, all been yeah. leading to where we are right now, Giannis. That's because right. again, there are so many new parts, and they were still being integrated. And in many cases, the players weren't even there yet. So you're putting all of these parts together, and just think about how it's now starting to gel. It's it's actually pretty unbelievable that you got. So many players to get on the same page so quickly. And, and that's a testament to the players and especially to Scott Parker. All right. And what, uh, yeah. And what money would you have put, Russ, that Sheffield United have the lowest point total of Look any team in any of the top four leagues um, joint, one off after 12 games? Yep. And the last time, I think it was 1957, 58. That's crazy. With Newport County. And people say, oh, you know, Chris Wilder, and Chris Wilder did a super job. But this year, okay, this year you can see they've got no one to score. No. Nope. Bruce is sitting on the bench. Um, the best player, I think, is Sander Bergen. He looks absolutely lost. You've got Ollie McBurney, who could score this side of 3,000 AD. And you've got there to get, um, there to bring Phil Jagielka. Phil, yep. I'm 38 Jagielka into the starting lineup. That's crazy. I mean, but anyway. Screw them. That's okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about the big match. Yeah. We are recording this Tuesday night, Wednesday. It's huge, you know, and I keep hearing this. Well, we got a result against Liverpool, but you know what? They need to get all three points against Brunton. Yes, I know that. I agree with all that. So that's why we're going to talk about this. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity for Fulham to go up against Brighton Hove Albion. So let's just start here. I, I want to get you just your opening thoughts on Brighton Hove Albion. Yes. What do you make of them? It's funny because I went back and I watched a bunch of video this morning and I, I've watched a few of their matches and um, they actually drew with Liverpool. Yeah, and that's why uh, hate mail incoming. I'd, I think I'd actually be satisfied with a point tomorrow night. Okay. Um, oh, then, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things. I mean, I watched the game against Leicester and um, uh, they started off very quick and then Typical Jamie Vardy does what Jamie Vardy does best. Uh, Madison scored a couple of lovely goals, one once, superb goal. And um, they've had some injuries. Um, uh, Lamp- Lamptey has been out. Uh, yep. Lana's been out. They might be back tomorrow. You know, they've got players like um, Mope, who I do rate. Um, Danny Welbeck, very, I think very good. You wanted off. Danny Welbeck for four. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, because I love his movement. I remember that. Yeah, I do like his movement. Well, he's going to be, he's going to be dangerous. You've got Pascal Gross, who's got um, a habit of setting up goals. He can score the odd one. You've got Solly March as well. But it, an inter- it's going to be interesting because I, the Leicester game, Leicester deserved to win, deserved to beat Brighton. But the one thing that, funnily enough, stood out for me during the game wasn't the game itself. It was the pitch. And the pitch at King Power was heavy. And and you don't, and it's, it, it's not, those of us that grew up in the, 60s, 70s, 80s will tell you about all the times, and you've seen all the videos where there's not a spot of grass on the field because it's just right. basically a, a mud bath. So we rarely talk about the quality of the pitches, but I, but the pitch at King Power on Sunday was heavy. Now there was there was a lot of rain, but these groundsmen have this stupid habit that it can rain from hell, and then they still decide to water the grass before the game and then at half time. And as the as the game wore on, you could see that. Um, Brighton were getting more and more fatigued. Dan Byrne had an absolute nightmare on, on, on Sunday. But collectively, the back four did not look good. And they really, the conditions didn't weren't suiting them. So I think they're going to come pretty heavy-legged tomorrow okay. night to the cottage. And that's why tomorrow night, I mean, it depends. If Lalana comes in, you know, and Lamptey come back, I mean, they're going to have close to a full, you know, a, um, a, full, a full squad there. Now, as I saw Potter's press conference, he's in contention. We're talking about Adam Lallana. He mentioned him. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, but remember, he's not going to be he's not going to be match fit. Um, they've had a lot of rain in London. Um, Parker tomorrow has got to tell the lads. Okay, if he's seen the same game I did, just go at them from the start and let's go hot, really high energy at them and see if we can get an early goal and ask some early questions of them. Okay, uh, the confidence will be a little down because I know Potter was down after the game. And really, they weren't in it. 
apart from the first 10 odd minutes. And I don't fancy their back four at all. I think they've got some good players, but... Um, so you think they're vulnerable? I, I do. I do think they're vulnerable, but I, I still think... I, I'm not subscribing to the fact that we've got to go out and get three points tomorrow. I, I think if we get a draw, Parker can turn around and go, okay, this is part of the momentum. This is, you know, you're not always going to get what you, you're going to get, but we can take the results against Leicester and against Liverpool and against Brighton. Okay, we lost to City, but we didn't disgrace ourselves. So you wouldn't be devastated if no, it was just a draw? No, I wouldn't because I, I, I actually really fancy our chances up at Newcastle on Saturday. I, I just well, so do that. I, you know, yeah. and that's and we'll talk about that in, in a couple more shows. But that's very interesting because, again, I, I know that there are a lot of supporters obviously thinking that uh, we need all three points. So you are, like you said, going against the grain, my friend. That's fine. That's that's one of the things I like about you. You're not afraid to speak your mind. But let's go back here because I think you've already talked about players that concern you. You talked – would it be Welbeck? Would it be – who else really stands out for you that concerns you from a phone perspective? Who, who do you think Scott Parker's thinking about? You know what? We really have to uh, – we have to neutralize. Mopay. Because uh, on his day, he's, he's, he's venomous. I mean, Welbeck is going to give us problems because he's a, clever, he's, a clever, he's a clever player and he's a clever runner. And he seems to have almost got over all his injuries, you know, injury issues he had at Arsenal. Let's not forget, he went to Watford last year and, and played pretty well for them towards the end of the season. Mopay is a dangerous customer. He has a okay. lot of quality about him. And Brighton... I think Brighton. I think Brighton's position in the table is misleading. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that bad a side. I think there are teams above them that I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out. And I don't think Brighton are one. I think Potter's done okay. a very good job down there, and um, they're not a big market club. They they try and play it the right way, and you know some good turn around. Well, they've got Dan Burner. I have no right. issues with Brighton Hove Albion. No, I don't either. No, I don't either. No, they're, they're not a bad little side. And I think no. it'll be a difficult game. It'll be different. It'll be different to Liverpool. Yep. And, and, and the other thing, of course, going against us is we're not going to have the fans. Well, I definitely want to talk about that in one second. But I want to share this because, again, this is a counter to what I'm talking about, talking about players that concern you. Don't worry about what players Brighton have. Let them worry about us. Well, what are your thoughts about that, Giannis? Well, to David's point, it's going to depend on the on the tactics that we employ here because if we we're going to go at them, but we're going to have to be very careful that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot like we did against City early on because they are good on the break. They can play. They can oh, play they absolutely. I, I watched it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, um, right, yeah, I won't. I certainly won't underestimate them, isn't it? They're um, this division this year is is is. I'm just looking. It's still one. It's still one one with City and West Brom. Can you believe it? I'm um, watching I'm it as we're doing the show. Unbelievable! Um, this is a crazy. This is a crazy division, and some really kooky stuff is happening. Yep. And um, I'm, I'm uh, to me, Brighton are better side than Newcastle. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I think I, I understand your yeah. reasoning here. You're thinking we, even though it's on the road, you're thinking that's you know that's a match where you really think Fulham are going to get three. Oh points. yeah. Oh, you're, you're more concerned oh, yeah. about about. Uh, Brighton. Okay, I, I got you there, my friend. Listen, let's go back. Let's talk about this because I'm going to share a, a, a comment. We've talked about how much of an impact the foam supporters made at uh, Craven Cottage. Unfortunately, the foam supporters will not be at Craven Cottage for this match, and I think it's an issue, Giannis. You know, it's 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 unfortunate. I listen. We're all living in this COVID world. I certainly understand. But um, I just feel bad for for the phone supporters that were hoping to go to this match. And uh, give me your thoughts on the impact of not having the fans against Brighton. Well, I watched um, the Everton Chelsea game, yep. and the, the fans at Goodison Park, made, uh, you know, made, made a big difference for what was a big win for them. I watched the Palace game against Tottenham, and the Palace fans were were pretty rowdy. Remember, only two thousand yep. of them but they did a very good job. Then you watch what happened yesterday at the Emirates. Yep. I know it's a much bigger stadium, but did you hear a sound? Like, what were they doing? It was de- it was de- The atmosphere was dead, and guess what? Right. They lost to Burnley. I thought our fans on, on Sunday were absolutely magnificent. Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely and that's why this comment that I just put up from, from Des Lynch, 
The crowd helped on Sunday. Unfortunately, no crowd tomorrow night. Hopefully, does not make a difference. But I think, but the, the, you can, you can, good point from Des. You could flip it though and say the players, Scotty, can say, you know what, we don't have any fans tonight, but you know how the fans feel because you yep. they were there on Sunday. Because they've already seen it. So now you can be a motivator there, and it's yeah. up because, because they can right. use that as fuel. Listen, we know how they feel about us, how much they helped us. Let's do it for them. Yeah, let's do it for that. And I, I thought, um, I mean, they just, it was a. Not that they wouldn't always do it for them. But no, you know. I, I mean, just just the whole, the way they committed themselves early. Yep. And just players who, you know, I've been critical of Caviero. Um, and he, and he, I mean, he, he played his absolute socks off. And, and, and there wasn't a player on the, and, and actually, and Boo Boo, even Boo Boo, when he came on, put himself about. There were no passengers, yeah. No passengers, and so uh, I, th- I think Scotty can go. You know what? I, the fans aren't there, but you know they're watching at home. You know they're listening on the radio. They're listening to Gentleman Jim. Exactly. You know they're hanging on every word right now. Every word. You're 100 percent right. Let's and, go out and, and, and go out and uh, and uh, play for them. Exactly, and you know, and of course, what I meant, you know, obviously the, the players play for the fans all the time, but. Mm-hmm. It's just an extra motivation. The fact that they're not going to be there this time, but they'll they'll know that they're behind them because they've already witnessed it. And obviously, for all the years that that the Fulham supporters have been behind the club, they know the history. I'm talking about the players know the history and know how important the Fulham supporters are to the team, and they will be a motivator even if they're not physically there. And I'm glad that you brought up that point. That's actually a, a good way to look at it, Yanis, and and because I could see why. Others can see it as, well, they're not going to be there. That's going to be negative. But in a way, you could flip it and say, well, that's okay. Like you said, a mm-hmm. good speech by Scott Parker. They're behind us. You know mm-hmm. they're behind us. You've already seen it. You just saw it a couple of days ago. They're behind you. And by the way, I don't, you know, I think, was it the game after the game that you and I and Max did against Leicester City? And you yes. you pointed me to the, the um, I was just thinking this because I was mentioning Arsenal. If any of the fans out there, you probably already know this, but if you want to have a really good laugh, go onto YouTube and type in AFTV, their TV channel. I mean, it is the funniest thing you'll ever I told you about the Leicester City Nothing compared to this. On, on YouTube. It was hilarious. I told you about that, right? Yes. This, the, it's, it's a studio full of Arsenal supporters. And the Arsenal, meltdowns. Yeah, I, oh. I can imagine. I can imagine. It'd be meltdowns. <laughs> it is. It is. It is absolutely brilliant. And now that's a team that right now um, are really struggling. They they are really struggling, and they are. Who do they have tomorrow? Southampton. Oh, <gasps> that could be the end of Arteta. But anyway, sorry. Okay. The fans make a difference. Funny because the Arsenal yes. fans was quiet as hell, and that's where the value <laughs> the fans comes back into the into play. Absolutely, but you know, again, going back to talking about the fans not being there. Yes, we all wish that the fans were there, but I think the players know that they're behind them, and that's a that's a motivating factor in itself. And I, I truly believe in in that stuff, and I, I believe in speeches. I believe in in motivators. I I've seen it firsthand here, and uh, I think Scott Parker will say the right things to these players. I truly believe that. Okay, okay, my friend, let's now talk about something that obviously people want to hear some conversation about. Let's talk about Mitro. Okay, we have to now talk about Mitro. He's back in training. Scotty said this in his press conference. He trained the last two days. So let's just start here. Give me your thoughts about the whole Mitro situation. Then we'll talk about the decision that Scott Parker has in the upcoming match about potentially starting Mitro. But let's talk about the fact that he's back in training. What are your thoughts? Well, if he if he's fit, he's going to be like a cage lion wanting to to, to make a, a massive massive point. And uh, if that's the case, watch out, Brighton. Um, he's a, he's a temperamental little character. We do love him, but um, yes. have been so he, he appears to have bulked up a little bit. I don't you know whether it's muscle or he's just got a little bit heavier. Um, and he's not been playing at his best. And he's been he's been watching now these performances, and we're doing fine. Without him, that has I, to be a motivating factor, Giannis. For sure, and I think I think I mean I, I was thinking ahead to Newcastle Saturday against his old team. You, you know, the, he didn't re, uh, leave in the best of terms, and I'm sure he's going to be up for that one tomorrow night. It will, 
it will all depend on how Scotty approaches the game. I actually can see him playing tomorrow, not on Saturday, because he wow. might go. Yeah, I, I can see him, uh, Scotty, going. Okay, well, we've had these games against better opposition where we've employed this particular approach. If Klopp couldn't figure it out, I don't think Bruce is going to figure it out. So we could have the measure of them. Where, but with Brighton, it's a little um, different. That's why I want to get this because I want to talk about what you think. Scott's going to do his approach formation wise, his tactics, because again, different opponent. And we've already seen that he is willing to change it up against a certain opponent. He'll, he'll have a different approach, but we'll get to that in a second. But this goes back to the question. We're talking about Mitro. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you start Mitro? Not Scotty. Would you start Mitro against Brighton Hove Albion? I think actually I would, and 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 he would come in for Cav, which would be tough on Cav because yes. I, I think Cav has has played has played well um, recently, but I think he's got to look at the bigger he's got to look at the bigger picture of Newcastle, and then you got what Spurs and Southampton coming up. Yeah, you know, so Scotty has talked about the squad and everybody getting their opportunities, and if he's looking ahead. He'll say, "Okay, Newcastle's a road game where if we play that back five thing like we did against Leicester, and we make we've got that extra cover behind the fullbacks." And I'm saying, "Okay, well, Angisa versus John Joe Shelby that should be fun." Yeah, uh, Angus is going to have him for breakfast, and you know players like you know Joe Linton. And if our lot can deal with Mar- you know Mane and Salah and Firmino, um, although they did miss Jota, of course. Um, then, then we can handle that, and that's where Cav's Cav can be good in terms of on the break. Because let's be honest, that's right. Well, when he's not going to, Mitchell's not going to chase eighty yards down a field like Usain Bolt, right? So that's a good game for Cav to play. Different in. options, and that's what yes, makes it interesting. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask: Would you start Mitro? Because again, and then you go right to the Newcastle match because I think that's also something that you have to look at. We have these matches coming up; you have to think about. Get, try to get into Scott Parker's brain. How is he going to set up the team, Giannis? How yeah. is he going to take advantage of the players that he has? And I see where you're going on with having Cav play against Newcastle compared to Mitra. Yeah, I think I think I actually think um, for tomorrow's game because I know we're going to get to the lineup. Yes, t- tomorrow's game. I, um, this is going to be an unpopular thing. I would keep the same eleven from the Liverpool game except for Mitro, and that would mean... That would mean Mitro coming in for Cavalera. It would, and it would also mean that Ruben Loftus-Cheek keeps his place. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I... Um, he would not be starting once again. No, he would not be starting once again. I, I, uh, there were a lot of naysayers about Loftus-Cheek's performance on Sunday. I thought he did play pretty well. I really do. I think he and... Lamina and Angisa did a real, an absolute hatchet job, um, and Lamina was—I thought Lamina was excellent. He was. He was. Most Daisy to be out of the match, um, but I, I'm prepared. We've got a lot. We've got Harrison Reader can always come in. Yep. But I'm prepared to give Loftus Chicken another go. But I, mean, I would—I wouldn't be surprised if he picked Kearney. But I—I I don't think I'd make many changes right okay. now. Um. But I, th- I will. I think he. I believe he doesn't know his starting lineup for tomorrow yet. I okay. really think he'll be game time. We'll go. Meh. It, I mean, it could be the it could be the pitch as well, um, and and what sort of mood is Kenny? Kenny's in that kind of mood. And to be fair to Kenny, Kenny was playing very well before he was. He was. He was. Which is which again makes this whole situation very interesting. But also, it, it's actually a good position to be in if you're Scott Parker you have the options you know and again players might might not like not always starting but again this to me is a good problem to have Giannis when yes. you have decisions to make like this this is not a bad problem this is a good problem because you have options now you know you know you just don't have 11 players that you're going to be playing you have different ways you can play and that's mm-hmm. going to lead me to ask you this okay we're going to talk about formation what will be the approach also for Scott Parker? Then we'll talk about the formation. How do you think he's going to set foam up? I guess they go hand in hand. What formation do you expect Parker to use? This is a tough one again because it, it, I, that's why I think 
tomorrow's game is a game time decision. Does he go with the approach he's employed in the last several games, or does he say this is a? I think this is a very winnable game. Therefore, we got them. But but Brighton, you cannot. They're good on the break. They're good on the break, and I, you know a lot of people say, "Yeah, yeah." I'm not going to. It always got to be. A, it's it's a must win game. No, it's not. Don't don't you dare downplay Brighton and what they do. Okay. Don't, don't. I, I if I, if you ask me to, if you put force me to make a decision. Yeah. I think he's going to be slightly slightly more attacking. Um. I think he's going to be slightly more attacking, but but he's going to still try and keep it really tight. In the, but I don't think it's going to matter that it's at home. He may surprise us, um, but I think that Parker will not, in any way, shape, or form, underestimate Brighton. There's no way. Oh no, that would be folly. That would be folly if he did. And, and he's not made of that. He's, he's pretty um, level-headed like that. So, um, but it'll be interesting to see. Again, I, I think it's going to be game time, and I. I wouldn't rule anything out at this, at this point. Okay. Here's an interesting question. Between the managers, who has the coaching advantage? Uh, I think it's a pick em. I think I think Graham Potter's done a very good job down He has there. done a very good job. Yeah, yeah he really has. He, he came in. He saved them from the, the drop. And, um, you know, they're, they're a liked team. And I thought bringing up bringing in players like Lalana, although I thought it was a little brave because you know, um, didn't Lalana start at Southampton? I think maybe. I'm not sure. I've got to check on okay. Um But but Lalana and, and Welbeck brings experience, and he's got some good young players as well. So he's built up he's built up that coaching capital in the time he's been there. Um, Parker um, is. Is behind in that sense, but he's getting a lot. He's garnering a lot of attention for the way he's doing. Things. And that's why I go back to Lumpard. Yep. You know, you, you, the ready meal in front of you, you can do whatever. As it, whereas Parker, we forget how bad we were ending that two seasons ago. And him saying, yeah. I had to walk in. Yeah. Go from the bottom and build it back up. Build it back up. I mean, he's done a great that's job. That's not there. really what Frank Lampard has had to do. He's not had to do, it. and you know what? These are these are two good young coaches that, yeah. that play, try and get their teams to play the right way, and uh, I think it's I think it's a pick. And I have a lot of time for Potter. I think he's he's done a, he's done a super job. And Parker, well, Scotty's just Scotty's. Well, the, the problem now is Scotty if he carries on this trajectory that you know that people, I know teams are yeah because they're going to go well. You know this this guy, uh, you know, like an Eddie Howe, can, can yep. take teams, small clubs, develop them. Um, that's why Eddie Howe's not employed now. He's waiting for the right opportunity. He's going to get a good one too, and he deserves it. And Parker's next paycheck, his next club, wherever that will be, um, it won't be Mansfield Town or Talk United or even, you know, Luton. It could be West Ham. It could be a former <laughs> club of his. It, you know, it could well, be... Like that, yeah. West, he played for West Ham, he played for Tottenham, he played for Charlton. Yep, so we'll dismiss them, shall we? Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to go Charlton, but I mean, the first two, yes, um, yeah, and he's got a lot of reputation there. Good, yeah. Reputation. Listen, you know, it's funny, I, I thought about that. Could that happen eventually? And uh, you know, the, the better form play that could actually happen. So, hey, yeah. we're talking about the coaches, so that's why uh, it, it's a fair point by you. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk about. Giannis's three keys to victory and his prediction for the match along with my own. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. As we get older, we start to notice our parents could use a little help. Help with grocery shopping, getting to appointments, and just keeping up with things around the house. For the times when we can't be there, Care.com makes it easy to find senior caregivers who live nearby and know just how to help. And since all caregivers at Care.com are background checked, you can be confident that your mom or dad is getting support from someone you can trust. 
Find senior caregivers for your parents at care.com. Okay, Yana, so let's finish up the show. You've already given us really the starting 11 of what you uh, what you would do, okay? So let's just jump into three keys to victory. And um, my friend Chris knows all about the three keys to victory because I, I do this all the time on my other show, but I wanted to give it to you. Give me the three keys for form to getting all three points against Brighton Hove Albion. Um, Andre Mariner not being the ref. Okay, well, that's number one. <laughs> Good. Um, first one would be uh, keep it tight, first 15, 20. Because yeah. we've had a habit, as you know, of going behind early and then playing behind. We're not set up to be chasing games, number one. Number two, respect your position. I, I think Brighton... Yeah. Again, I think their possession, their their position belies their ability. They're a good little team, so you got. I think you, and I think I think that Scotty will do that. And thirdly, um, if Mitro starts, get him involved. So I think this is a message um, more for Lookman than for Dekadover Reed. Dekadover Reed has shown he can pass a ball. You know he can. But but Lookman, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, goes at it himself. And one thing that Mitra is going to need is the confidence of getting that first touch, winning those aerial battles, right. um, bullying the back four, which is what he's very, very good at. Uh, but it's sort of interesting, isn't it, now? Because he was the focal point of our team attacking-wise. But now with the way we play... You know, we've we've not really had to talk about him because of the the performance of the wide players. Um, I mean, to me, the revelation of the, the season has been Deckard over Reed. Yeah. But then again, I, I'm you know I I will always defend him because of his work rate. You cannot ever you can you can never question the fact that this kid runs through walls game in game out. Another goal, um, another goal on Sunday. And um, so that if Mitra's involved, just try and get get him involved as quickly as possible, and 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 just occupy some attention. Bring take a centre back, take a two with them. Just allow the wide players to have a little bit more role. I, Rome, I'd like to see Angisa push forward a little bit more as well. I mean that the goal against Leicester, the first one, was such a fantastic run that that slot ball through for for Lookman, and he's he's got you know very good range. And, uh, oh, man, is he playing well at the moment. He is playing fantastic. Holy, holy crap, Rooney. Oh, jeez. It was great to see. You know, it's funny. We talked about this with Craig last night, how well Lamina and, and Gisa played together. Yeah. Lamina was excellent. Uh, Lamina was excellent Sunday. And Angisa is an absolute monster. He's a, he's, a, he's a monster to watch, and he's fun to watch. And um, he seems to complement the style. And, and, and again... Take a look at the what Parker Scotty's done and how he interacts with his players and when they get subbed and they're playing for him. Oh, absolutely, Yanis. Absolutely. You know, they, 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 there's a lot of there's, and you've seen with big clubs recently. Look at what happened to Arsenal the week before last with Party and 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 the, the interaction with Arteta. Look at the intera- interaction on Sunday between Klopp and Alexander Arnold. That was very interesting. Very interesting. And got on there. So. You know, it's it's not all it's not all roses. The, the test, the test of resilience, and character and respect is when the chips are down. Absolutely. Uh, and this is where you really earn your coin. I mean, I, I think it's still one-one with the West Brom game. Slavon Bilic commands the respect of his players, and the players like him. So you've got Sean Dyche does the same thing, to be honest, as well yep. with Burnley. So it's not just about the big name coaches. And uh, Parker's done a great job there, and um, you saw that on Sunday. Yep, you saw that in abundance. You know, up against the, the super squad, world champions, call them whatever you want, and um, we made them look really silly. And as I said, but for Jordan Henderson, I thought yep. he was excellent Sunday. But yep. for him, oh, it, 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 it could it could have got ugly for them in a hurry. But um, those are my three keys. Okay. Time to go to your prediction. And you're watching live. Feel free to share your prediction. Giannis, give me your prediction for the match. One-one. Oh, you're really going for the one-one. I am going. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a draw because I'm not going to. There's. Um, I, I I think that um, it's such a high from what happened on Sunday, and now to come back 
without the fans, but against a team that you could beat, but do have some good players. Yep. And I won't just, I will not, you know, I will turn around to you and say, we're going to go up to St. James's Park and win on Saturday. I'll tell you that now. Okay. Till the cows go moo. But Brighton, I think, as I said, I think they belie their position on a good side. So okay. and, uh, a draw to me, a draw. And you would be I'll, okay with a draw, like yes, a, yes, I would, because yeah. to me, it's about it, it's about it's about the well building. Uh, we're building. It's the building blocks. If we get a win, brilliant. Yeah. But um, if we get a draw, uh, I won't be disappointed. And, and if the, the unthinkable happens and we don't get anything from it, we don't just all start jumping off cliffs, going, "Oh, woe is me." No, look at the body of work before. And you know what? You're going to have trips. You're going to have falls. Of course. And, um, it's never perfect for all, the entire season. There, there are right. going to be peaks and valleys, and there are going to be um, some real bad spots. And uh, let's hope it's not tomorrow night, my friend. All right. I expect an entertaining game tomorrow, at the very least. I think it'll be a good game. Okay. So you're you're going 1-1. Let's see if I got any other comments here. Let's see. Uh, Jacob says, let's see. Let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple. Two to one to foam, look me with a brace, and then my friend here. Two to one to foam. Well, guys, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna say two to one to foam. <laughs> so I'm gonna go there, but I, I understand where Giannis is coming on this. He's going for a draw, and um actually, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay, whoa. Steve Lidyard's coming in real hot here. Steve's going four to one. Let's see the problem. I like it. I like it. <laughs> No, I like it, but the problem is if it's not four to one, Steve's going to be disappointed. <laughs> That's high expectations, Steve. Yeah, big time. Good stuff, my friend. Listen, let, let's wrap this up. Before we go, give, give me your final thoughts. Sunday was a fantastic game of football. Uh, it was a crazy weekend, and um, we've had a bit of craziness already uh, tonight with the games going on. Yep. I'm expecting an entertaining game between two decent sides, and... Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the lineup looks like, and I think we're going to be fine. Well, I, I said I think I think we'll get a point. Okay. And um, but it, it'll be uh, it should be a good showing. Okay, fantastic. Okay, great stuff there. Well, it is time to wrap up this episode of Cottage Talk for my co-host Janice. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Bye. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.